0: Hello, and welcome to Ethical Seduction, your sex and relationship podcast, where we cover topics and skills designed to help you get what you want, both in and out of the bedroom. On today's show, we're going to look at sex in the brain. The brain is our most powerful sex organ, and we should totally learn how to play with our partner's minds, right? We're going to explore different ways to press people's buttons and sexual triggers so that we can arouse and stimulate them and make them want more. When you flirt you want to try to be amping up some of these sex drives so that they feel like a real good desire for you which is why towards the end of the podcast we're also going to get into some uh, creative ideas for creating your own special sex scene to tantalize and try to bond with your partner i am your host steven and joining me today i've got kimberly my wife hi and ava stop kids and brandy hello <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Ava. for that.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so jumping right in, I, I am, I'm going to start off by asking you all some questions. Um, first question is, and this is going to lead into the whole topic about, I think, like the, the, the brain, the mind, how that kind of works, you know, and, and what does it mean like to be pressing somebody's button? So is it better, in your all's opinion, to get off or to be really, really turned on?
1: Get off. Why can't I? Have oh, cake? Brandy was like, I
2: <laughs> did not hesitate. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> now, you
0: the I, I want, I want Why can't
3: I have
0: my cake and eat it too? Yeah. Okay. See, uh, Ava, Ava wins. <laughs> okay, and this is my this is my opinion. So nobody wins, you know. But this is but it's like I. Yes, everybody's like, oh, we have like the end insight, like the getting off part. Okay, it feels really good. But it's like getting aroused and getting turned on, like that's its own kind of thing. You know, that's part of it. If you just like, um, you know, just went right to the end or whatever, it's like, would you maybe miss the arousal? Oh, right.
1: So I would enjoy the journey getting to the end as long as the end is promised.
0: Yeah, right? I know because okay. you get really pissed off I'm if still, somebody plays with you yeah. and doesn't finish the yeah, job.
1: That's just a waste of time. Um on everybody. Like, that's just <laughs> not like, but so I do take back the getting off part if the getting off at the end of the journey is guaranteed versus like a tease
0: yeah okay so my next question brandy for you is going to be like is the frustration is there frustration with being turned on yes
1: yeah there is but it's a good frustration as long as i know that's gonna be you know relieved soon
0: i'm leading you all right and you're giving me just the right answer so (laughs) thanks so So, yeah so uh okay next question like does being turned on help you connect with your partner So if we're talking about that, you know, not necessarily getting off, but just being turned on and that sometimes frustrating feeling, but that frustrating feeling could also be like butterflies or something, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that helps you connect with, with your partner. You know, that's a, that's a good thing.
1: Sure. Yes, if if you're gonna if you're the source of my happy ending, I'll connect with you. Oh,
3: gosh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of questioning. This you're one like so goal
0: oriented. <laughs> what, what's that, Ava?
3: I'm kind of questioning this one a little bit because, like, yeah, I think there's <clears throat> excuse me, I think there's potential there um, to connect in in the middle of like being turned on by your partner, right? But if I feel like I am needing to perform, say, like, like maybe not like be myself, but maybe like get out of my shell a little bit and try to do like specific things that like, I think my partner might find sexy or my prospective partner might find sexy. Right. And it just doesn't feel like me like that. I feel like could actually backfire on you a little bit. That's true. And create a disconnect.
0: Are you saying that in order to connect with your partner of maybe trying to do things that you're not necessarily really feeling, but you're doing it for the other person?
3: Yeah, like if I want to start, if I want to initiate some kind of sexy time of of something Mm -hmm. or other, right, and say I go and put on some sexy lingerie or something, I actually don't really like wearing lingerie, like, for sexy time. I love wearing it to, like, the kinky club that we all go to, Um, Mm -hmm. but, like, in the bedroom, I'm like, I feel like I'm, like, orchestrating or engineering this, and it feels kind of awkward, and that actually puts me in, like, kind of, like, a weird, like, uncomfortable space, usually. Same.
2: I, I guess I don't agree. I like to like if I I feel like I'm doing something really special for the other person if I like totally orchestrate a scene where I'm like, okay, I have thought this out and I have like put out candles and I have put on lingerie or whatever, then I feel like I'm really doing something for the other person. Absolutely, and that
3: piece of it can feel good, but there's this piece of me that's like, "Oh, I'm I'm performing like this like almost like this isn't the real me. Like I'm doing it because I know that they'll like it, but it doesn't like really feel like I don't. I don't just like walk around my apartment in sexy lingerie all day. I mean, maybe <laughs> once in a while, but <laughs> I mean, I
2: can see what you're saying when you're talking about like it's a performance in a in a way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'll tell you what. Let's set this aside. It's a li- I, we've gone. It's it sounds like an interesting, important topic, but it's a little different. I think than what i wanted to focus on right now. But I'm wondering if we're going to come back around to it. So okay. if we talk Probably. and have this discussion, yeah, if you feel this again, then I think, Ava, bring it back up because I think it's like something important to kind of address.
2: Cool. Can't I really wanted to it. jump back to what you were saying in the beginning about like, which is better the being turned on or having an orgasm. And I feel like, yes, I would say I prefer to always have the orgasm but there's something to be said for just being turned on and not even having to have the goal of having an orgasm like it doesn't have to be the end result like
3: it c- sex can be fulfilling without it but i do prefer it I, I 100% agree with that i mean i've had so many sexual partners in the past where like the climax is the goal and if you don't get there then then it's shit it's a total waste of time right and like for me i I don't think I experienced an orgasm for the first like two or three years after I became sexually active. And like, I loved sex. I didn't realize that I was missing out on climaxes because I hadn't had one yet. But like, that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. right? So that's pretty typical of women when you think of um, the
2: statistic is something like 65% of women have never had an orgasm. For whatever reason, I tend to think it's Really, not a physical issue, but a mental issue, which is what we're kind of talking about today.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, and my, I, you all said a lot of things that I expected, sort of, which is like, I think we all, we often talk about the orgasm. You know, that's everybody knows that. Like, oh, that's the fun thing, right? And we sometimes, I'm going to say, underplay how enjoyable the arousal part can be. So the arousal can last a hell of a lot longer, you know, right? Now, I mean, I do know some people that. They come a lot of times, you know, um, so that's, that's a thing, but, you know, but the arousal really is like a lot of the fun and that I'm thinking of is is very often like is more of the connection aspect that you're feeling it, you know, it might be frustrating Brandy, but it's like, you're feeling that, that power that the other person has over you. So that, so my last question here for this, this beginning part here is like, who controls your arousal? Is it you or is it your partner? You control your own body, right? (laughs) <laughs> I think we all know this is a trick question. <laughs> well, uh, but it, I'm, a, I'm being serious at the same time. Like, who controls your arousal? Do you well, have control over your I, own body or I do I you not?
1: I I give someone else the authority and permission to take that control to arouse you, me.
0: You think you consciously give them that permission?
1: I like to think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think so that, I, and I this is true. where I get in... Go ahead, Ava.
3: I think I can also arouse myself. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be external stimulus, right?
0: R- right, right. Yeah, yeah. See, this is where I thought you all might have different opinions than, mm-hmm. than what I have. And that's where I thought this would be a good topic of discussion, you know, just to kind of, you know, hear, hear your thoughts, but, you know, also mm-hmm. compared to mine. Because yeah, I feel like a lot of times, like you don't get to control your body. You know, mm-hmm. you do not get to control your heart rate. You know, you can go run around or something like that if you want to make it go higher. Right. But your your mind is sort of like, no, you'll mess this up, you know, so we've got to do it on our own. And so you don't get to control a lot of your bodily functions that go on your brain's still handling them. But it's like you do not get conscious control. And I think the same thing is true with the sexual arousal. When somebody comes along and they do the right things and they say the right, you know, they say the right things to you and they connect with you in the right ways, I feel like we are sort of helpless, you know, and you just, you, you fall for that person. And I think that's actually really good and kind of cool. You know, we want people to kind of come along that like do the right thing. And, and when we do, and I I do think a lot of this can be learned when we do, it's, it's like, yeah, you've created that connection and that you have a certain amount of power over that other person, or they have that power over you. And I, I think it's cool that we do not totally get to control that in my opinion.
2: So what you're talking about, Steve, is how you, well, how I did not intend to even date you and
3: now we're married like that.
0: Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it.
3: Kimberly. So Steven, you're going to, you're going to walk us through how to, how to woo and wed and our own brides, right?
1: Right. Yes.
0: <laughs> but you know, I think that, I think Kimberly did it right back to me. You know, I mean, I would have to say that there were certain things that I, that I was not planning on or whatever that, you know, we did. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a two way street. And then I think that's one of the nice things. Like if you are like a couple or, you know, a, a group of people and you've got those kind of connections, it's, it's like that. We like it when it all kind of fits, you know, and we all affect each other, you know, in different ways. And so it's not, it's not a one way street.
3: Can we, can we really quick before, before you move forward, Stephen? can we talk a little bit about like the role of, I don't know if you have this plan already, but the role of consent in all of this, because I think your, your stance, like it, it makes me question like, you know, if I don't want someone to turn me on, but they're doing these things, then there's nothing that I can do about it. Like that doesn't, that makes me feel icky. Can we talk about yeah. that a little bit?
0: All right. So let's pretend I'm doing this to you and you're starting to feel icky. How's that going to make you feel towards me?
2: Icky. Right. Not turned on. Not turned
0: on. Right. So, so I think that it's like it, that's then, then you're starting to distance yourself. You're not feeling safe. You're not feeling comfortable. You're starting, you're starting to get warning signs. And so I'm not really pressing those buttons at that point. Right. And I think that's where it gets into like, uh, you know, if that, If you start to do like manipulation, then you, that's what happens, you know? And so I really think that, and this is what I do want to kind of talk about today is like, I want to give listeners like ideas of like, how are, what are some good, fun ways that like that work versus I'm going to come in and try to trick you. Like there's no tricking you. If I, if I do things that you like, you're probably going, you, I, I don't think you can help, but like me. You know, but, and that's what we, I feel like, that's what we're talking about. This is the ethical seduction thing, right? So we're trying to be like, if you're authentic and you come in and talk to the person, you're going to have a much better chance of having like that real connection and them really liking you and it all being legit and, you know, versus, uh, having some pretend thing in your mind about like how you're supposed to act or you know, that sort of thing. So that's, does that answer your question? Do you have further thoughts? Because you, that's a good point point. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad you brought it up. What do you thank think? you
3: yeah no i think that addresses that i like that you use the word manipulation i think that's a good way to kind of differentiate what we're talking about with the like inauthentic or the unethical way to try to like uh turn someone on or seduce them
0: yeah 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 uh, okay can you make yourself want somebody That is a lot of silence.
3: <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'm trying to like rethink this in my brain. Like, Oh God, is this a trick question? But like my, no, my reaction is no, I don't think you can like choose to. Like, it's really difficult to fabricate that, like that urge of like, Oh, I want this or I crave this. Like, it's just something that you do.
0: Yeah. like so desire, you, you can't make you, your desire.
3: Yeah. Either you do or you
2: don't. And yeah. that's just how it is.
0: Yeah. So, so, you know, that's where I start to think, like, do we have control over our desires? I think that not really. I think what happens is, you you know, there's communication, whatever's firing off in your brain is going on then, and we feel our reaction. Now, I think our conscious brain, like Brandy's conscious brain is like, I'm going to get pissed off if you turn me on and don't finish the job, you know? So her conscious brain comes in. So she's maybe feeling the desire, but then your conscious brain, I'm going to say it's like the prefrontal cortex in the front, I think is there to kind of slow down some of the other parts and be like, let's think this through, you know, what do we want to do? But I f- feel like most emotions, you know, which is going to include desires and attraction and that kind of stuff. I think there's stuff that our brain crunches the numbers and then we feel that emotion and we feel that desire. Does that make sense to you all? you have thoughts?
3: I think that makes sense. I think it's like, unconsciously or subconsciously or whatever, like what, what do I need to Mm -hmm. have like a fulfilling relationship? And like, I don't need to consciously think and list those things out. But if I'm getting them, or if I see opportunities for that, then it's like my body's going to automatically react to that.
0: Right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I think our minds, we pick up on so much like little information and we can't always figure it out. And so I think that there's like the, a mental trick that our minds do that they simplify it. And that's where you get this emotion, you know, but that emotion is based on all this kind of other evidence or things that that you have picked up on or, or noticed. So um, so let's roll into like, you know, how can we learn to press somebody's buttons? Uh, and when we talk, when we talk about this, let's just skip to like the physical stuff because like, I don't want to get into like, Oh, if you touch the person in this way or whatever like that, like, uh, you know, yes, all that stuff is, is great and, and can work well too. Um, but that's not what I want to kind of focus on. I want to focus more on the connection aspect. So how can we, how can we build that desire, that connection, that want in somebody else? How can we tease them? Do you have? have ideas
3: suggesting the things that you know that they like
0: you mean like for brandy like tease and denial
3: oh my yeah God. like oh i know you want to come do you want it
0: you know yeah
3: I'd be like yes right. so what do i need to do please
0: <laughs> and then, hey and, and this is actually you're making me think right now okay but like for with brandy like you know that's probably a really good kind of play, you know, and there is that fr- you you are playing with the frustration that she may feel, but as long as it's play, you know, you're not being manipulative about it, you know, but you're having it play. Um, Yeah, I, I think that's a good one, you know, to apply, say, to Brandy, because in some ways there is that element of frustration. And so frustration is not always the enemy. You know, frustration is like what kind of builds some of that, you know, that stuff up, the excitement and all. So, but w- what other... other things can you all think of for different ways to to tease or to kind of help build that arousal
2: i mean nothing really specific i guess but i'm just thinking in terms of being really playful and like joking around and kind Mm -hmm. of teasing the person nicely that is what i would that's that's what i would say
0: you mean like walking up and punching somebody on the arm? You're such <laughs> like a jerk and walking away.
1: No. <laughs> but
0: that could work. But that
1: could I, work. yeah, I did, I'll, I'll say that the people that I'm most fond of, I definitely give them shit. And I feel like that's a very endearing quality. And, and, I li- and so that actually means I like you.
0: Yeah, because you I don't know. mean it in a mean way. You mean it in a playful way. You are teasing, but it's like good teasing.
3: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're not yeah. crossing that line of like, you know, the example of like bull- boys bullying girls and screaming. Like this isn't no, that. No. Like this is very different from that. Yeah. Right.
0: I heard some. This is somewhat related. I heard something interesting. It's like when we laugh with each other, like why do we laugh? And it was really like it's a symbol that I like you. You know, it's like of a. Con- you may have said something funny, but it's like it's that connecting thing. So it's 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 an expression of that. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So I would say the teasing like Brandy's talking about is probably along those same lines. Like that teasing is representative of, of if you say it the right way, you know, not to hurt feelings with playful. I think it is mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I like you, um, it reminds me of my son. When he was in preschool, he there was a he he had a really good friend, female friend, and we were like, "Well, how did you guys meet?" And he was like, "Oh, on the playground, like she came up with an axe and like cut me in half with a pretend ax. And he was like, "I was like, (laughs) who is this person?" And then after that, they were like best friends, you know. So, you know, that's that's innocent and funny, but I I haven't tried that one. Yeah, just just an invisible axe. Um, okay. Another one that I like a lot that I, that came to my mind is, is dirty talk, you know, dirty, dirty. And it's, it's people that can be a whole different topic too. Like, how do you do dirty talk the right way? And I'm going to say a simple way is like, again, you, I think dirty talk is like, it is playful. It is kind of learning about the other person. What words do they like? Or maybe not like, you know, and then, you know, how can you kind of do that? But it is, it's being playful with those words. And especially some of those words are loaded, you know, like whore and slut. And I don't, uh, you know, there's a ton of words. And when you find out which words are maybe on that border for the person, you know, like it you have to, don't say it in the very beginning if you're not sure, but once you kind of learn like it, that can be a really good kind of thing to sort of play with.
3: Steven, I do think we need to do like a whole episode on dirty talk. I would love that so much because mm-hmm. I am terrible at it, but I love yeah, receiving yeah. it so much. Mm-hmm. You need to learn a, some good dirty talk, okay? Okay,
0: so that'll be it. We will teach yes. Ava to do ter- dirty talk, and we're going to go live <laughs> on the show.
3: I need it. You can teach me too. I need
1: to
0: learn. Brandy, I think you probably know how to do it.
1: I do not. <laughs> I
0: don't I swear. care. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> here's what I do learn. Here's a trap
1: I fall into. Like, let's say we're in some type of play and like the scene stops and they're like guess what i'm gonna do next or something i'm like you're not gonna make me lick the floor are you and they're like i'm gonna make you lick the floor so it's like (laughs) i don't even i don't even realize it but i'm like giving away my own fear like yeah i don't want in like a consensual way and then i picked up on that finally like oh i see what you're doing now
0: yeah yeah (laughs) wait brandy the floor licker
1: yeah yeah uh, no it was just a random example y'all
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she doesn't really like no. 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 um all right well I had, I had a going back to like you know what are things we can do for to arouse our teas yeah, like, a short that. list that i had you know <laughs> was like tease and denial you can imply things you know, so again, that's part of that playful thing. So, and it, that could be a good way too, of like not crossing the line. If you're not quite sure about the other person, it can be a way of sort of testing the waters and just saying like, hey, is this kind of okay? So you can sort of, you know, imply things. Um, moving too slowly. You know, that can, when the, when you start to see the other person wants more, you can maybe you know, back off a little bit to help build some tension. So that could be in a conversation or it could just be, I mean, it could actually be like, you know, when you're starting to date, like just go be like, well, you know, I like to take things kind of slow. I just really want to make sure I'm into you. What, you know, so I, like Brandy, I have three date rules or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. But slowing things down can help build tension. Oh, okay. And another one, I think this is probably common that, you probably read this in Cosmo, but it's like you know start early in the day, kind of building up like maybe you have to date in the night, but you can start in the daytime, you know, and it could be something in a sense of like, hey, I'm excited to see you tonight, um but you could then roll that into like i'm um, you know you're distracting me from my work. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's playful. Really? How am I distracting you from your work? Well, I, I can't tell you it's, it would be inappropriate for me to tell you, you know, I'm just making this stuff up, but you know, just to draw that conversation out through the whole day is fun. And it's kind of a shared experience and connecting and all that. So, um, with going back to dirty talk, one of the things I'm starting to learn that I think we're going to talk about this in multiple episodes is labeling the person. So like, for example, labeling the person as a slut. If we use that as a, as the example, um, it's like, what does that do? So when you're labeling the person like that, you know, make sure they're going to be okay with that word, but that word could be really appealing, right? Because there's a certain freedom that comes with like, oh, I'm allowed to act like a slut now, you know, cause you know, so, so the labeling, I think is, is a lot of like what goes on with the dirty talk is that you're giving, you're really giving the other, other person permission to, have the freedom to act in certain ways. And so to kind of again you have to talk to the person and find out like what are the kind of key words that they you know like or really do it for them. But a lot of times those words are those ones that are on the edge. They're you know like I'm not supposed to like that word but there's something appealing to it. It's like well then we're going to use it a lot with you. <laughs> um uh, making people beg, you know that could be a fun fun sort of thing. Um and, uh, shame is another one of those things too. Like, these are all the stuff like we're not supposed to, you know, talk about or, or get into, but like, you know, sh- the stuff that we have with shame, if you can kind of figure out a nice way to talk about that and that again, gives the person permission that, you know, Hey, I'm not, I'm going to accept you. I'm not saying this as like, a shameful thing, then that could be kind of really hot to kind of, you know, talk or incorporate into like your, your dirty talk.
3: Do you have some examples of that, Stephen?
0: okay um it's like okay like i've said this so i just have to say that before but it's like you know if if i'm playing with somebody like let's just i don't know theoretically say like it's kimberly you know and i might you know be getting her aroused or whatever and i could be like oh my god you are so wet like good girls do not get this wet you're like what is what does this say about you like that is like you're kind of implying you know, the bad girl and that you should be ashamed of this, but it's like the tone of your voice is, is not saying that at all. You know, it's, it's giving her permission and then, and then she just gets blushes and says, I know. And then that's a lot of fun. You know, so but i think yeah but it's no so i would say that too i mean we are kind of doing a little bit of the dirty talk stuff but it's like just noticing things about the person and then just kind of talking and pointing that out and especially the stuff that the person can't help and so when you notice the other person is flirting or is getting aroused or whatever those can just be great things just to kind of acknowledge you know and it's it's fun and sort of sexy and connecting to do that
3: I think with the um, with the dirty talk piece, you're talking about like labels and and begging and shame and things like that. Um, I personally will say like all of those things sound lovely. Yes, let's do those things. But <sighs> I like I acknowledge that that's not that's not the case for everybody, right? Like some of those things might might not like that might be like a huge turnoff for someone. And and you've touched sure. on this several times already in this episode, Stephen, about. You know, getting to know them and like figuring mm. out like what works for them, right? For some people, like the word using the word "sled" in the bedroom, like could be like a super turn on. Hand hand raised here, like yes, absolutely, sure, please sign me up. However, like for other people, it can be super triggering too, right? right? And so just like identifying those things and like um, just just calling out like the the examples that, that you mentioned here are. Probably super popular ones in this room, I imagine, Um, but they're definitely not going to be like, that might, may not be the case for everybody, but you can find something that appeals to that person and and figure out how to use it on them in in a teasing way.
0: Yeah. I think some of this stuff too, sometimes you just ask the person, Yeah. you you know, like Mm -hmm. during your coffee date or something when, you know, again, at the right time, but it's like, that can be a fun sort of thing of like, do you have any words that you're not supposed to like, but you actually do? Like, I just want to know just for, you know, just I'm asking for a friend, you know, again. (laughs) I'm not going to use them against you. Like, why would I do that? I'm just wondering if you had any keywords that you shouldn't like, but, you know, you can do. Uh
3: Maybe not the first question on the coffee date. Maybe No, it should not
0: (laughs) (laughs) But by the end of the coffee date. Um. Yeah. Again, another big theme is just being playful. You know, when you have a the thing, then it just, that, that helps set the, set the tone. So now let's take all this. We've kind of talked about like getting somebody really aroused and let's turn it into like, I think the same kind of concepts apply to just flirting. So this is maybe before you have, you know, before you're sleeping with a person, maybe you're not there, but maybe you are on like that early coffee date and you're just getting to know somebody. They're still, I believe like, buttons you can push, you know, that are kind of good ones that one, it's like, you're not just like the friend, you know, that you, you're expressing that you actually are interested in this person romantically or sexually. And, and that is important to express. Um, but I think you've got to do it in that right way because otherwise Ava, what was the word you said earlier? It could come across not manipulating, but what was the word you used?
3: Oh, God, I don't know. Don't ask me to repeat uh, what I said ten minutes
0: ago. It, like it wasn't icky, but it was something like that. like, oh, this could make me starts to sound icky, okay. Um, anyway, okay, so let's take those same concepts and, and let's try to uh, apply them to to flirting. So before I say anything, I'm interested in what you all's thoughts are. Like how would you all because you all are very flirty, even if you think you're not you are. how how do you how do you do that sometimes how do you give signals to people and and how do you how do you do it okay
1: so i am oblivious to flirting so my go-to honestly is are you flirting with me (laughs) and i just i literally just i'm like are you flirting with me and i kind of do it in a playful way instead of like an interrogation tactic yeah Um, so then at least you know, I could, they'll give me the an answer and we go from there. But if I'm not sure if they're flirting with me or if I'm misreading signals, I just ask. And hey, that
0: hmm. side, side story about my daughter. Okay. Yeah. This was in elementary school and she had some, there was a boy who liked her. Right. So anyway, she gets a note passed to her and it's like, you know, <laughs> do, do you like me? And it's like, you know, check here for yes, check here for no. Okay. And oh, I didn't somebody, know they still
1: did that. Well, wow. yeah. And okay. it was like, but it was
0: not, the boy did not give it to her. The boy gave it to somebody else. And then, you know, that, that friend gave it on to her and she, she looks at it and she goes, I don't like this person didn't even sign their name. Give it. And she gets, gives it back, like tell them they need to sign their name. So I know who this oh. is from. So I goes through this whole thing. This is my, this is my daughter. You know, it's just, funny mm-hmm. anyway so she mm-hmm. they sign their name right they're being vulnerable they're putting their cells out there the note comes back to her and she and i knew she was gonna do this she doesn't check yes or no she writes a third box maybe oh, and checks it yes you know? <laughs> yes but so is and i was like i was like oh you're you're just so mean you're tearing this you know poor kid up inside <laughs> you know and, and all that but at the same time like that those are those are kind of good Skill again playful skills to sort of have you don't want to like you don't really want to tear the person up you know but i i thought like i thought man like that's a, that was a good answer you know like i'm not playing your rules i'm gonna make up my own to the side and we usually like that if there's interesting and you know hold our attention um some things i i thought about like with the flirting okay yes you know you want to try to you know, press the buttons. You want to be what I want to say flirtatious, you know, maybe even a little bit sexual, but I think that what's important too, is like, you always need to make sure the fir- the person feels safe, you know? So, so don't overstep your bounds of like how, you know, with something you say, you don't want to ever force them. Like you were saying earlier, at Ava, it's like, that's um, yeah, that, that, that doesn't feel good. So you want them to feel comfortable Um, be playful and fun. We've said that several times on here so that you're, you're interacting with them. You're kind of creating that fun experience. Another one too, is like to try to offer something new that maybe most people can't. So now for me, one of the easiest things to do is be like, you know, like, okay, we're all four of us, you know, are like kinksters and, you know, we got the BDSM and things like that. Okay. Not everybody is into that. You know, and that is one of those things that's like, is sort of, I'm going to say special to us. Okay. And especially then you can break down into subcategories about what do you like to do and not like to do, you know, and you, again, you get into these other things. So it's like, if you kind of know certain things that are kind of special about you, you know, um, you know, again, I used to think some of this stuff back when I was a kid's like, Oh, I'm weird. Now I realize, like, no, it's not that at all. It's just like, I actually have something to offer you that is something cool and fun and all. So You know, if you can like to have that discussion and again, that could be a great like coffee date discussion about like, you know, what are you're finding out about stuff. But when you get into like, what does this person maybe want or what are they after? How does that fit with you? And if you can kind of have in the back of your head of like, what is something that I have to kind of offer this person that other people can't that that can be that's going to make you stand out. But that often again, is kind of pressing some of those buttons that you've now got it in this person's head, like, oh, well, you know, yeah, like if I was with Steve, I could have this interesting experience or so. you know, and and I think that is a that I'm gonna say button is just it's a can be appealing that you know of what you have to offer. So um, and then another one' just like looking around for signs of adventurousness. You're on your date or whatever, and the other person says something. You can kind of like Brandy was sort of doing, you can sort of turn it a little bit and be like, you know, like, Ooh, you sound pretty adventurous. Like, are you, you know, you're kind of guiding them gently towards discussing that, you know, like how adventurous are you? And that can be kind of fun. Again, it gives them permission to talk about what, what, how are they adventurous? Like, what do they like to do? You know? And that doesn't necessarily have to, you know, go into like sex talk or whatever, but, but it can,
3: Yeah, I what's going through my head right now is just thinking through like how important and crucial it is to know yourself and to know what you are looking for. Um, And that's going to make like scenarios like what you're talking about, Stephen, like going on a date with someone and trying to figure out, like, what are they looking for? What do they need? What do they like? You know, they won't be able to give you those answers if they don't know them for themselves. And the same applies to you, too. And I think Mm -hmm. we've talked about that a little bit in previous episodes, but I thought it was worth I guess, reiterating of like, yes, definitely like be playful and fun, like poke around in conversation and try and figure out like, what are they looking for and what are they into? And what are they like? But also come to the conversation, like prepared with those things for yourself to know yourself and, and do yeah. that kind of soul searching first as well.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had kind of a side note thing. This is not exactly related and I'm going to talk about this in a, a future episode as well, but um, f- there is this is like a negotiation technique that that's how I kind of learned about it, but it's, it's, it's great. And it's great for like, just to keep in your mind, like when you're on say that first coffee date or doing whatever. Okay. So the steps really are just like, you're going to, as you're having your conversation, you're going to listen to what the person says, you know? So if you ask a question, um, you know, uh, I don't even know, like, you know, whatever, what did you do last night? You're going to listen to what they say. Okay, and then maybe repeat it back to them in a simple way. You don't have to repeat everything back, but where you're showing that you heard them, you know, and then you're going to listen more. You know, and then maybe again, repeat it back until, you know, and you kind of keep that pattern going, just showing that you're doing, you're a good listener, you're active listening. okay. And then talking about labels earlier, when you get to something and you're not sure, like you don't know this person very well, so then you can sort of gently label them and say like, oh, it sounds like you might be this type of person, you know, is that right? And if so, the labels are really good because again, it can give the person, permission to be like, yes, like that is me. And that's showing you're listening to them and you're understanding them. And so you're really, you're not doing a whole lot of conversation really at this part here, but what you're doing is you're trying to establish you're, you're picking up information about them and then you're trying to establish some things about like who they are. So those labels though can be really kind of fun things to sort of play into like some of the stuff we've talked about later. So that is like getting to know the person. So I just want to kind of, you know, offer that up that, that's, that listening, repeating, listening, repeating, and you know, when appropriate, you know, give the person a label to see if they, if they like that label. Mm
3: -hmm. So I also think that like using the labels, correctly, like finding something that, that they, that they identify with that label without them saying it first, like in the example that, that you had Steven, like they describe something and then you just like play it back. Like, oh, it sounds like you're like insert label here, right. That can help people to feel heard and validated. And I think that mm-hmm. can help foster that safe environment that you referenced earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I I didn't think so much about labels until we started doing this podcast and I'm learning like, oh, it keeps kind of coming back up, which same thing when I did like the ethical seduction workshops, like in person with people, you'd find certain themes that kept coming back up and and you'd be like, oh, that's, that's an important one. And so the labels I'm learning is like, that's going to be one of these things that keeps coming up that you you know, you don't want to like totally label a person like in a, I don't know, in a really bad, hard way, but they're good and they're handy, especially as you're sort of like agreeing on certain aspects and, and showing that you understand like who the person is and how they want to be perceived and those things. So they definitely, I think have a place. So I wanted to ask you all, it's like the, the last kind of part of this, okay, is about creating a really interesting mind blowing sex scene for the, for the partner. Okay. So, the reason I think this is important is like going through the steps and we do it a lot in our community. It's like, you know, Hey, you're going to go play with so-and-so tonight. It's like, what are you guys going to do? And so you've had some idea of like, yeah, we're going to, you know, be up on the, on the wall and we're going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. So you, there's some thought process, at least in our group and how we kind of work a lot of times of like pre thinking, like, what are we going to do? I would like to, go through this process a little bit so that listeners kind of get the sense of like, okay, maybe I should do the same thing, whether it's like getting ready to go out on a date or, you know, the first time, Hey, we're going to sleep together or whatever. But just, it's really like ideas, but it is ideas on like, what are we going to do? That's going to help us, you know, connect, have that really cool, fun, shared experience and not just go in there blindly, you know, and like, You know, I'm going to say like sleeping together for for the first time. Don't just walk in there and be like, let's go fuck, like have some thought and like, how do you touch this person's mind and really get things, make things really hot. So that's why I wanted to kind of go through this, some of like things maybe we do or whatever, but it's to give listeners ideas that they can then apply in their own way that kind of work well with their partners. Do you all have thoughts? Again, before I go into anything, like what 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 is this from that description, what what comes to your all's mind?
1: I mean, I will offer from my perspective of um I'm a person that fears rejection. I just says, oh, I've always been that way. And so for me to be proactive or forward in um, a sexual realm is, is difficult. So one of my coping mechanisms that Brandy has developed is I'll either like try on three outfits and when I try on one outfit, I'll kind of like prance out in it. And I'll be like, okay, you only get to choose one. And so in a way I'm trying on three and I'm like, you only get to choose one. And so I'm giving them options instead of just me choosing to do one of them being like, oh no. And then me feeling rejection. I feel like I've given them options. And then instead of saying, no, that doesn't quite look right. They can say, oh, I like this one. Um, And so that's more of like a safer way I've found to navigate me being able to initiate something or, um, for example, like I have what I call my kink closet and I'll go in and I'll pull out three things that I want to experiment with and just lay them on the bed and just tell the person, you know, these, I would like to do one of these three things if you're comfortable with it. So then again, it gives them options
3: that we could discuss. Randy, you're such a genius. I know, I'm literally going to do that later this week.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're so welcome.
0: Yeah. No, that that is good. You know, and that that's, that is you asking for what you want. But you're also doing it in a way that's, I, I know, like, from the way you just said, said it, like, not so straightforward. You know, you're giving the other person flexibility and yeah. involvement with it. Yeah. Right. That's, that's really good. That's really okay. good. You Ava, what do, you, what do you, what do you have? You've got to have one.
3: I mean, I, I'll share with you what I was thinking, like when you were talking about that and it comes back to, and I'm sure I'm going to bring this up a million and one times because it's one of the things that I focus on so much is like that, like self-awareness of what you like in the bedroom. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, if you are, if you're a listener that is, is say earlier on in your sexual journey and you are still exploring and figuring out what types of things that you like and don't like, that's Okay. If you Mm -hmm. like have certain things that you are interested in exploring in, or if you are maybe more uh, further along in your sexual journey and you like know the things that work for you, you are probably going to be able to, to ask for those things because you like you've already identified them for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Brandy kind of gave us an example of like something that she wants, you know, she wants her, her partner, her person to like, like pick the outfit and tell her how, how awesome she looks in it. Right. Um, but I think that like, again, self-awareness piece of just like, what do I want and and how can I, how can I share that with someone? And that way your partner can come into it and and provide that. Like, for example, for me, I really, really enjoy dominance in the bedroom and I'm not necessarily going to walk into the room and say, I want you to dominate me. Like, I, I might say that, but that's probably not going to be my go-to. Um, but that is something that like, I want to kind of sort of like, creatively maneuver engineer to to happen during my sexy time.
0: What I hear you saying sort of is you're you want the other person in some ways I'm gonna say like step up to kind of do it, you know, but you're trying to guide them a little bit and give them permission to do it and and looking for those cues.
3: Yes, without legit just like ordering someone like, hey, I want you to dominate me now. Like I don't want to have to straight out come and come and say it, but find like other ways to communicate what I want or what I'm looking forward to, like you said, kind of guide
0: things. That can be so hard though. It's like, well, I don't want to have to say it, what I want and what I like, you know, I just want you to know it on your own. So you can show me that that's you that I, I understand like where you're coming from. You're like, I want it to be real and legit and genuine and all that kind of stuff. And so I think there's a fear of like, if you say, say it to me, that then I might you know, try to step up to the plate so and not do it on my own.
1: One way I get around that or, or I, I do it in a way that's comfortable for me is let's say someone has um, it's really good at choking me and they haven't choked me in a while. I'll be like, you know, for as good as you are at choking me, we should really do that more often. And then it throws it out there that first, I think you're great at it. I enjoy it. Second, we should do that more. Like it was really fun. And so then at least it throws the idea out there that I'm interested and I brought it up and then it's still kind of up to them to decide if they want to pursue
0: it.
3: I think Brandy needs to put a book out about all these like (laughs) winning strategies. Oh my God. Thank you. Those,
0: those are great because you're planting ideas in people's heads.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, and that's, that's what I feel like we're a lot of what we're talking about today is, you know, it's not, you don't have to go through it, but you're planting ideas and then watching and seeing how the other person reacts. Yeah. Kimberly, do you have any that you really like?
1: No, I don't <laughs> do anything. I don't I'm like, what are you talking about? Kimberly's like, uh, I just show up. Yeah, I and, do. And do, and no, do my no. be, promise to do my best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I totally just go with the flow and I do not like plan anything. And during sex, I don't think about anything. I just do my, like whatever primal, like instinctual thing. But you had made
1: a comment earlier about how you would light candles and set the mood for the room and so, stuff. Sometimes. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, she's a seducer.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> except, well, I mean. Except-
2: the only exception would be that like if I'm <laughs> trying to do something romantic and set like a romantic experience for the other person, then I would do stuff that would be romantic. And so that really varies. Like are you trying to romance this person or are you just trying to have a sexual experience with this person? Sure.
0: You you do it, Kimberly, I think, um in a more I'm going to say romantic way. You know, you're you're doing all the setup you know, the, the I don't know. Like you're trying to
1: create like the background and the mood and environment. Yeah. For yeah. the actual whatever yeah. happens to happen in. Yeah. That, I think that <laughs>
0: describes it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me offer a few diff- different ideas, like a summary of of a couple. Okay. So some things, again, as you're talking with a person, you know, and trying to come up with things that might apply to them, but that are ways to make. You know, the instead of just sleeping together and that being kind of it, you know, what are some things you can do to like spice it up in the bedroom, but really to kind of connect with with the person that you're with. So um one that is used a lot is is bondage, you know, and that bondage to me is uh is really about like trust and freedom. So if you're doing that kind of play in there, it's gonna mess with the person's head because whoever's tied up, they're 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 losing some of that freedom, you know, they're, they're giving the trust to the other person. So that can be a really good one to me. That is a very connecting kind of thing that that goes on between two people, um, dominance and submission. We talked about that a lot too. You know, again, you have to do it in, you know, in a kind way and not just be a dick. You know, I do want to warn somebody like on the dominant side, like don't just go in and like act like a dick, like I'm going to go show this person how to do things. And we've talked about that like other times, you know, but it's like it really needs to be, uh, it has to be like authentic and it should not be, what did we say last time? It was like, not, you don't want to be pushy about it, but to be,
1: there's a difference in being dominating and domineering.
0: Thank you that's yeah. it that was it that's that was the words we yeah yeah i think that's right but yes but dominance and submission type things can 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 play well especially if you're having that coffee date and you find how the person you know the person is kind of has a little bit of interest in that that's a great thing to kind of play with mutual masturbation could be a fun one to do if you you know you, again you could be teasing the person be like no like i'm not i don't know how you'd want to do it but you know like i'm not ready to do that but we can do this you know instead or you know, phone sex is the same kind of thing. You know, it's like you're leading into it and those are just kind of fun, playful ways to lead into what goes on in, in the bedroom. Um, blindfolds, you know, really, that's a really simple one to, to kind of do. And that changes everything because you've messed with the person's senses, you know, and made it a little bit different. And again, they're, they're not fully in control. Whoever's got the blindfold on. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, you know, just teasing your partner and asking them to tell you a, a fantasy, you know, or something that excites them, that lets them be a little bit vulnerable and and share this thing with with you. And then when you again accept it, that's going to be kind of connecting. But just asking the person, like, what you know, what is a fantasy that you've had, or what is something that's interesting or appealing to you, maybe you've never done that question alone it can be really great you know to get ideas and to figure out things to 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 do in the bedroom any others you all want to add
3: i just think kind of like adding on to the the last one that you were talking about like um having them share like a fantasy with you or something like that um i've had um scenes in the past where the the person i'm playing with who who i prefer to be more dominant right um will kind of ask me like oh do you want me to do this to you next or oh do you like this and like it kind of gives me the option to say like uh it's okay or like oh yes i'm really into this like please give me more right Mm -hmm. um and that's a way to sort of i guess negotiate in the minute in the moment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and let them kind of explore like oh um maybe if the dominant partner like oh i really want to i really want to like bite their neck and then they say do you are you liking this do you want me to bite your neck like and they can say yes or no, and you can kind of guide it from there and, like, in the moment, continuing to get to know them and build that connection and figuring out, like, oh, this next thing, like, I want to make sure that you're going to like this thing and that I'm going to decide if I'm going to give it to you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of, like, in-the-moment negotiation, I think, can be really sexy, too. Well, and
1: it also gives them reassurance, too, that they are doing something that you're okay with and like.
3: Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, you're building that, like, kind of great. layer of safety and comfort. Yeah. Or whoever's the more submissive or bottoming partner, right? And then whoever's the more dominant partner, they get that direction, that confidence of like, oh, yeah, I'm on the right track.
2: Yeah. I feel like as a person giving the action, when you hear that from the person receiving the action, like, oh, I really like that, then that's really sexy and a turn on too mm-hmm. for the person who's giving.
0: Mm-hmm. Ava, I would have been like, you like like your neck button? Like, how? show me how. And then that I would let you bite me on the neck. And then I'd be like, oh, okay. And then now uh, let me practice. I'm gonna make sure, you know, again, just being very flirty. I, I need to practice now. And then I, I could do like, well, do you like that? Well, what what about this? Do you like this? Oh, is is this turning you on if I do that? But again, you could be like, That's not turning me on. That one's like that is you know, so you're getting that feedback and you're being playful, but you could make it the trial and error. So that ran through my my head really fast. Yeah, trial
2: and error concept. That's like all really great because it's really like practicing consent moment by moment in the situation, but doing it in a sexy way.
0: Yeah. That yeah, right. That's 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 one of the things I love about all this, you know, is that you are it is connecting You know, so it is like in, yeah, in a sexy way, but it is like connecting with that person. I said
2: consensual, but also connecting.
0: (laughs) It's, well, yes, both.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So one 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 thing, oh, great. One other thing that I wanted to stress though, because and I can, I can identify with like being asked those types of questions in like the heat of the moment and then feeling like I'm obligated to say yes, or like mm-hmm. pretend that I'm into it. Like I've been in those shoes before. It sucks. If your partner is worth their salt, like they will listen to you if you're not really into it and they won't be offended. And then they'll move on and find something else that like they are really, mm-hmm. really into. So if, if there are any listeners out there that are like, oh, I, I thought I was just supposed to go along with it. No, you do not have to go along with it. Like, please give like authentic answers in those moment. Those are going to be the most valuable for you and your partner.
1: Exactly. Right. And we have a, I think we can have a whole discussion on how you can develop trust with someone by being comfortable saying no. So if you are asking me something and I say yes, and then later on uh, I say, no, I didn't really like that. Then you're going to be like, why didn't you tell me? Like when I asked you honestly and truthfully, um, so, yeah, or you're just like...
2: stuck, like, doing the thing over and over again oh, that you don't like because you don't want to say, like, right. hey, I don't like that. And that is
3: terrible. So yeah. mm-hmm. For everybody. Yeah. Right.
0: So so is this is this good? If, if you're the person and, you know, you've gotten kind of, I don't want to say baited into something, but you're suddenly not feeling comfortable with it or it's not really your thing, is a good technique just to sort of be like, because you're not supposed to make those sort of certain decisions when you're are sort of not thinking straight when you are aroused and turned on, you know, you can have that like, Oh, I know we weren't going to have sex, but now, now you want to right? and it's like, no, that's not the right time to necessarily ask or to be pushy about stuff. So as a way to sort of, I'm going to say, defend that or to postpone it is to be like, you know, Hey, you know, I'm really turned on right now, but I don't want to get into this. Let's talk about this later. And just to kind of push it off that way too, when you can talk about it, when you have sort of a clean, clear head, is that, is that a good technique to know that when you're starting to feel pressured, you can just do that?
3: Yeah, no, I think that's a good technique. It makes sense. I, I would hope that like ahead of time that you would sort of put those guardrails on, like, here are the things that we're definitely, like here's the territory that we're avoiding right now until later, mm-hmm. right? And then kind of like put those, Put those guardrails up and then play within that sort of mm-hmm. sandbox and kind of explore things within those guardrails but yeah <laughs> if there's something happening that like you you like you don't want to make that decision right now like you can always always just say like let's let's explore that later right now i'm really into this let's keep doing this or let's do something else but let's explore that that particular thing later when we're yeah. headed
0: and it's more arousing if you go slower you know, so I think that's where, again, you don't need to push the other person. You don't want to push them. You know, you want them to want more, you know? And, and so, again, that's where those boundaries are really good, then to know those boundaries and be like, well, I, I know you want more, but, you know, we, we didn't discuss that today. So you have to wait.
1: Yeah, so I have um one of my partners when we first started out, uh, it I uh, was his first partner when him and his wife opened their marriage and they had a very strict guidelines to follow which I was accepting of and fine with and It went, you know, like you could be in the same room together, but like panties stayed on or like your underwear stayed on to like you could kiss, but you couldn't do that. And at the time, like, you know, we both were going by the rules and we were fine with that. But we were still like, we can't wait till we get to the next tier because it was like a tiered system. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we just talked about this the other day and we're like, maybe we can go back and visit tier one. That was kind of fun. (laughs) Now that we're like way past the tiers, we're like, let's go. That might be fun for like a day or two to kind of do it mm-hmm. anyway so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i can see how that would build a lot of like really sexy energy sexy frustrating you know same <laughs> but yeah no it was great uh, but yeah and so even talking about revisiting i was like that'd be fun
0: let me share one uh experience i had so this is a real life experience but i think that might help listeners okay which was uh there was a, a partner of mine, play partner of mine. And we were discussing like, Oh, you know, you know, what should we do? And, you know, for a, a future time, what would be kind of exciting? What do you like? And we're having that kind of, you know, dialogue back and forth. And, um, she says to me, and she says like, well, you know, I'm really, I would love to sort of just like give up control because I'm, you know, as a person and all day long, I'm in control and this and this and that, you know, and I'd love to give up control, but it's so scary to do that. I, you know, I think I'd have a really hard time with doing it. And she said it, and I was like, that's exactly what we should try to do. And she's like, Oh God, Steve, you know, like, but, but that's where uh, listening to what that person, like she wants to do it, but it's scary. Right. So that gave us direction I'm going to say probably for the next several times we played of like, that was like a theme, you know? So then it's like, okay, so what if, you know, to give up control, like, you know, you, you can't see, we put a blindfold on you, you know, and your hands are tied or something like that. And so it was like then negotiating about like, what are you okay and safe with? And then we're going to get through the, you know, we're going to do this next one. And when you learn that that one went well, you're going to feel there's going to be more trust and you're going to feel more confident going in and, and giving up a little bit more control. And so there was like this step-by-step sort of process, I guess that we did and, and they were great, but it was like that one sentence that she said was wonderful to get like multiple, um, different scenes and play, you know, experiences that we did. And they just, they got deeper and deeper until the end. It was like, she was had blackout contacts on so she could not see anything so she'd be like looking at you but she couldn't see anything Oh, that's so really crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah it was and I was <laughs> really proud and excited of her because it was like we've come a long way you know to kind of do that and to develop this but it all comes back to like just talking to the other person you know and kind of finding out some of those really kind of key things but sometimes it is like what is what are you nervous about that you would so- like to do
1: One thing we I want to interrupt because I think this is really important. And before we run out of time and before I forget, one thing we haven't talked about is what if you ask someone what they like and they don't know, Um, like, where do you begin to, you know, just you just kind of go into it full discovery. It's been a while since I've come across that type of person in my personal life. So, um, gosh, I'm trying to think.
0: I get that a lot. So okay. if I, if I play with somebody and and you know they're newer or whatever to the scene that that's very common like and it's normal okay and I have just sort of learned that it's like okay well then you know let's maybe agree just to try you know can I just try some things and then you tell me honest feedback about what you like and don't like you know so then that first time you're doing something is maybe not real serious it doesn't need to be serious you know it can be like i don't know you just it, it opens the doors for for me to try something, it gives me the freedom to like sort of try different things. And then they have the safety and comfort that they are there to communicate to me, you know? And mm-hmm. so I tell them too, like, I'm going to check in with you a lot. I'm going to ask, do you like this a lot? You know, you have to tell me honestly, and it's fine to say, no, I don't like that. And then we just kind of find things that we do. So that's a wonderful thing because then you go through that experience and that usually leads into like, what's, what are you going to do the next time? And so again, it kind of, you know, it builds on each other. So that's, I'm glad you asked that Brandy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay.
2: So I feel like everything we're talking about here can be kind of summed up whether you're talking about like a kink type of play or non-kink type of play Mm -hmm. in that we're we're talking about communication and consent and honesty and trust. And really, those are the like takeaway things for me from this part of the conversation that you can use these um, to make your relationship and sex life better whether it's kink or vanilla or whatever yeah sure
3: yeah and you can do those things you can do those things by negotiating in the moment and negotiating ahead of time and by sort of some light exploring getting to know you type negotiating with like flirting on dates and stuff like that like it it literally applies everywhere
0: yeah. Yeah. I right. really feel like it starts at the beginning when you're first starting to meet the person, you, you're not going to be like, Oh, how do you like the fuck? But you're going to be like, <laughs> working. you know, gradually you're going to be discussing this stuff and, and opening up to what you like, you know? So, yeah. Um, well, thank you everybody for joining us today. Uh, you can check us out at EthicalSeduction.com. Uh, we're working on that website and uh, changing it up Every week or so, it seems like uh, we've we've got profiles for all of us now and kind of tell you a little bit about us. If you're interested, check us out there.
2: Yeah. Uh, and apparently I'm in my bra. So no, you're out. not. <laughs> you I not. am. <laughs> I've seen the picture of
1: you, Kimberly. It looks really good.
0: No yes. one can tell
1: you're in your bra until you just told everyone. I know. <laughs> you, get
0: you get what you get. <laughs> If you like today's show, uh, you know, you can, please remember you can follow us and that way you can on the, whatever your podcast app is. And that way you get the the future episodes. You can keep, keep up to date with what we're going to cover. Uh, we do an episode every Friday when it comes out. Um, next week we're going to talk about influence and persuasion and different techniques and how those things differ from manipulation. Uh, one way gives you the choice of you know, whether you want to accept it or not. And the other manipulation really doesn't. That's sort of the, the short answer, but we're going to really get in and dive deep so that hopefully listeners have a better understanding of like how to, how to do things. i an ethical way than that, that, that works in this kind. Um, if you have a question or topics like that, we would love to hear from you so you can leave us a voicemail. You can also write to us on Instagram. We're on all the different pl- platforms, uh, you know, you just find us under ethical seduction and yeah, you can write, write to us and let us know what you're thinking or what you'd like to like us to discuss. Um, that kind of feedback can really help us. You know, we want to, we want to be able to provide things that you all want to listen to. Um, and if you wanted to leave us a rating on any podcast podcast platforms, that would help a lot too. Cause those, those things matter with kind of where we get ranked and things. So, but, uh, thank you everybody again. Thank you, Ava Brandy, and Kimberly, and uh, we'll talk with everybody next week.
2: Thank Bye. you, Stephen. Bye. Thanks.
0: Bye.